you know, you might have parents that are amazing devotees, but, you know, we need to be taking advantage of this association, yeah? We have everything, actually, that we need to make so much advancement in spiritual life. We've got so, we've got everything. We've got the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, we've got the Holy Name, we've got the Association of Devotees. Um, but we need to be able to harness that, yeah? And it, it requires our own effort. So this is what the spiritual master teaches us. Um, he teaches us that first, he gives us these gifts, he teaches us how to use them, how to value them, and then we've actually got to, we have to do the rest. It's upon us to do that rest, yeah? So we get that, that strength and that direction to actually carry out the work comes from the Guru, and he's channeling it from Lord Balaram, yeah? And what happens, like, when you take these things seriously, individually, what happens when you actually execute each of these things, like the things that I've mentioned, the deity worship, the chanting, you know, the trying to follow the good example? It awakens the service attitude. And that is Lord Balaram. The service attitude is Lord Balaram. Translate the photo, please, that up. So there was a nice purple in 3933. I'll just read the highlight of it. It says, that service attitude is the swaroop or the real form of the living entity. That is what we're made of. So anytime we try to do other things, it doesn't fit because that's not what we're made for. That's not what we're made of. So we've talked about these two anarthas um, representing passion and ignorance. So real spiritual strength comes when passion and ignorance goes. So that we have to make that effort to get rid of passion and ignorance. We have to put that effort in. One, one more excerpt out um, that might be inspiring for us. Um, so just to put it in context, this is when um, Draupadi had, so this is in the Bhagavatam, from Bhagavatam 1.15.50, Draupadi, her, her, you know, her husband who had protected her throughout her whole life had just left, yeah? And she's thinking, oh my God, they've gone, you know, they weren't without me. And in the purple, Shri Prabhupada, he says, when flying an airplane, one cannot take care of other planes. Everyone has to take care of his own plane. And if there is any danger, no other plane can help another in that condition. Similarly, at the end of life, when one has to go back home, back to Godhead, everyone has to take care of himself without help rendered by another. The help is, however, offered on the ground before flying in space. Similarly, the spiritual master, the father, the mother, the relatives, the husband, and others could all render help during one's lifetime. But while crossing the sea, one has to take care of himself and utilize the instructions. Utilize the instructions formally received. Draupadi had five husbands, and no one asked Draupadi to come. Draupadi had to take care of herself without waiting for her great husband. And because she was already trained, she at once took to concentration upon the lotus feet of Lord Vasudeva Krishna. So we need to utilize these instructions. We have these instructions, and the way that we utilize these instructions, like, sometimes we're not doing too well, that's why we need to call upon um, 
Lord Balaram released his strength, and that comes, Lord Balaram's strength comes from the Guru. Um, yeah. Okay, so he, yeah. is there any comments, um, questions? service is not so good, but then um, you can also be proud of your achievements and stuff like that. But should, should we not be proud of our achievements on that question, I guess? Mm. Maybe others can contribute. I think, from my understanding, um, as long as it doesn't sort of define you, you know, as long as your sort of achievements don't, uh, as long as your achievements don't sort of define you, and you think, okay, because of this, I am worthy to whatever degree. It's good to have your achievements. We should achieve. We shouldn't be losers, you know? But we should know that <coughs> where the success is coming from, and that is gifted by the Lord. And, um, yeah, so we, we know the source of that, that when we do have these achievements, that it was Krishna, you know? And the fact that I have these accolades, it looks good on Krishna, not on me. Do you see what I mean? So we, we sort of accept that on behalf of the Lord. Um, I think that um, one thing that I was mentioning to some of the girls is that sometimes even in devotional service we manage to sort of climb the ladder, mentor, you know, mentorship, um, <laughs> uh, you know, or um, you know, in, in so many different ways, trip team or whatever sort of positions we have, but we mustn't um, think that they are defining how uh, uh, defining our advancement. When it comes to defining your advancement, think of the time with your bead bag, and that will automatically humble you. Like, just, just meditate on that. That's what I do sometimes if someone prays me. I remember my time with the bead bag, and I think, okay, I've got a long way to go. That's it, you know? And, um, yeah. Does that answer the question? Thank you so much. Um, so we fall prey to pride, but we also become aware of the ego. and other without just that that awareness that awareness you know lord balaram is actually consciousness so that awareness is a gift that is gifted to you by lord balaram you know and even that gift of awareness and realization even that needs to be tempered i know sometimes when i'm going on to my husband he's like okay i can see you're suddenly preaching to me you're so proud of your sort of you know just the fact that i thought of this and it's like do you know what i mean it's hiding in so many different places but i think that that awareness goes a long way and then when you channel that, when you when you channel that awareness, not in telling ten people your realization, but actually into your into the chanting of the mantra, into sort of petitioning Lord Balaram, petitioning the Lord to help you, um, and you know thanking Him for making you aware, then I think you get further. Is there anything else that, or any other answers that you can give? 
comment before you took it to questions. Mm. You said um, that we've got all these gifts oh, yeah. from the spiritual master, but then if we're struggling to receive them properly, then we pray to Balaram, the guru, for help. Mm. What if the spiritual master says, well, I've given you the gifts, deal with them first and you know, like, do your part now, otherwise, how do we stop being a mercy case where you're like, give me something, give me something, fill up my cup, <laughs> it's full, we throw it away, and they no, give me more. And so then the spiritual master would say, well, just drink what I really gave you, but we're like, no, I don't want that, I want new water all the time. How do we stop ourselves being over-reliant on the Guru and actually appreciate what has been given to them? <coughs> Thank you. 
if I just give up my, you know, take out my own sort of judgments and, yeah, makes sense. Um, just one reflection on what you just said back in my question. Like, if we think about Shiva Prabhupada, yeah. he didn't receive any instructions from the spiritual master. Yeah. He didn't have much association with the spiritual master. Yeah. You know? But he took that one line. You, you were an English speaking person, you go and preach this part to the English people of Western world. How seriously did he take that one line? And what was transferred to Prabhupada's name people, it wasn't just Shiva Prabhupada. But Shiva Prabhupada took it so seriously, so I completely agree with what you're saying, that we may feel like we need more, we need more, we need more, but what are we doing with what we've received in the first place? Because the spirit, it's also a very dynamic relationship. The spiritual master will know when you, you know, Krishna will intervene, there's a transcendental system at play. As Shiva Prabhupada said, he met his spiritual master by transcendental arrangement. So there's a transcendental arrangement that's happening, and we have to trust Christian system in that way. We we have to do something with what we've been given first, do that work, and then the interpretation or the next instruction will come. It's supposed to come. But it's important to be greedy for the mercy, but it's also important to appreciate what has been given us. Yes. So I had a question about um, the first demon, the Lamasura. Mm. Yeah. So you talked about um, growth and self-respect desire. Yeah. So, like, I understood the, the main point you made about, you know, looking and blending, but, like, when you're trying to preach and you've got, you've been discussing this before, you've got a mixed youth group, um, what, how does that, what does that look like in terms of our dealings or our, how we treat each other, um, in a, like, you know, in terms of how we maneuver as a youth group, you know, when, when you have those genders, but you're aware that there shouldn't be too much mixing, etc. Um, that's a good question. Uh, it's, it's it's a difficult one. Um, I think <coughs> I think really um, there are different degrees of of that that, that attraction. So it, it, you know I we, I talked about you know growth sex and then I talked right on the other spectrum about the very subtle, the subtleties. But there is that sort of grey area in between. And sometimes I find that. Even in devotees, we find it uh, difficult to um, difficult to find a balance. But at the same time, I guess the principle should be maintained that that this lust is really dangerous. It's really really dangerous. Like it, you know, Krishna says it's the all devouring sinful enemy of this world. Right? He didn't just say it's bad. You've got to watch out. He says it's the all devouring sinful enemy of this world. And we have to appreciate the, the, the gravity of what he's saying. You know, sometimes actually we're very casual in the way we sort of, you know, interact. And sometimes that's called subtle sex, yeah? In the sense that maybe that sort of mixing is there. But we think, actually, I can handle this. Krishna's saying, this is the all the very simple enemy of the world. Like, I'll be okay. He's like a brother to me. Like, <laughs> 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 brother, next minute, who knows? You have to be a little bit careful. You know what the thing is? We're not just talking about Pandavasenas, yeah? We're talking about this is from time immemorial. Oh my God. The sages, you know, in so many people that are like spiritually fixed up, yeah? They, they fall victim to this. You know, like, who is it that was in the water? So far in the He just saw two fishes, um, you know, having a romantic liaison. And he was like, oh, we've got an idea, maybe, just maybe, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it's literally, 
Do we split the youth group? Do we have a boys youth group and a girls youth group? You know, or do we have a split? I think one year, only one year, we've had a split summer trip, uh, boys and girls. But um, I don't. Um, um, so, but yeah, look, I think um, we decided not to do it because we think it's it's it's, it's not really going to help the situation because we have to deal with this stuff outside anyway. So. But I think uh, your point is completely right that it's, uh, you know, the, the, the goddess is the thing is an interesting one because, like, sometimes they're just some obvious things, right? Like, if it's time of day, similar age, and, and we just have to be conscious that we can't think that we're above this. Uh, this, is, this is with everyone. It's, it, we're in the material world because lust is present within the heart. So to pretend that it's just a, it's just a benign... Um, uh, conversation and nothing's going to come of it. Uh, we're, we're kidding ourselves, and um, so we do have to be careful. And um, particularly on particularly on a trip, I guess, because it's residential. You know, you're in the same place for nine days, seven, whatever number of days you're together. So there is, but also we don't want to become like, you know, like a curtain in, in between the temple when you're not allowed to speak. So. I think if it gets to the point, we know when we're having these conversations, we know when we cross the line from a genuine service-related conversation or a conversation where we're trying to help somebody or really listen to them, and when we cross that line to being frivolous. And as soon as we detect that we're being frivolous, that's that what you mentioned, that subtle sex, that's what that is. So that subtle frivolity between boys and girls it's as natural as the rising of the sun. It's been here for millions of years. We're no different. It's what it is. If we're honest with ourselves, we can recognize it. If we're not, we go around kidding ourselves and pretend like I'm not really attracted to him or her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's all fine. And then we're just friends kind of stuff. And, you know, I think we just need to be honest with ourselves. It's funny, it just reminds me of something that Sutra Prabhupada wrote in his article that I was quoting it yesterday in my set, my, uh, my session, that we were talking in regards to um, developing emotions for, for the Lord, that attention leads to attraction, leads to attachment. It, might, it, it works in this way, <laughs> attention leads to atta- no, attraction, which leads to attachment. So, yeah, it just it kind of just goes there somehow in that direction. We should have prayer in the morning. Yeah. Like this oh. news, this news, like, you know, we say Mataji, but Shiva Prabhupada said everybody but, but, but 